All right, you fucker. Fuckers, my name is Darian. I have returned for another week of horror goodness, brought to you absolutely 110% free of charge, courtesy of the Padded Room Podcasting Network. Buddy is here, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? Buddy is here. What's yeah, going yeah. on, buddy? Uh, oh, you know, it just feels good to be back. It, it's good to have you. It's good <laughs> yeah. to see your smiling face, oh, finally. Man. Yeah. What's up, dude? We missed you for like four weeks. I know. I missed you guys. Just working a lot and trying to get some stuff squared away there. And Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, what? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Tell me you own like a palatial estate somewhere in the highlands of Nevada. In my dreams, yes. <laughs> the amount of the amount of hours that you work, you fucking well should. I know, right? Yeah. 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 Where's my property? Well, I don't know, but uh, we, we, we could play Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, there I'll, we go. I'll, I'll, I'll gift you all the high-end properties. <laughs> yeah. Something, man. Something. Yeah. Jason Harrell is not here, ladies and gentlemen. No. He's not. He couldn't make it. He's back at work. Oh man! And if he's going to call into work, he's going to call into this podcast. <laughs> I yeah. fucking knew it. That's right. There's somebody there that listens. That's right. Waiting. That's exactly. Oh, right. he's not too sick to go to the podcast. Oh mm-hmm. shit! No. <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> right on, man. I've got some good news, buddy. Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. of flag football here in the Swift Sports Dome yeah. League are now. Four and one. Wow, that's awesome. We so are you a, are the flag master. We are. I, I, I am the defensive coordinator. <laughs> the so defense, huh? My okay. job is, is the defense. I, Very cool. The, uh, with the exception of one team, the undefeated Baltimore Ravens, I've held wow. every team to six points or less. That's cool. Every game. Now, we play the Ravens again this week. Buddy. Ooh, good luck. This week, buddy. Mm. It's about to go. Hope you've down. been studying your defense plays. I have. And all I've right. got all kinds of, I've I've instituted what I call the Mortal Kombat defense. Oh yeah? Yeah, so what I've done beat is beat the shit out of them when they get close. Fatalities. <laughs> Fatality. Yeah. You win. <laughs> what I've done is I've given my, my three pass rushers Mortal Kombat names. Mm-hmm. I've got what, what do you think, Deke? What do you think my son's Mortal Kombat name is? I have no idea. Scorpion. Oh. <laughs> Scorpion. He's got the bun. Buddy. Oh, okay. And Scorpion has the bun, too, except his is like a samurai thing. <laughs> uh, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Johnny Cage, and then when we switch out, I have uh, Sonya Blade. Ooh. Because one of my best pass rushers is a girl. Nice. And she is fucking quick. Uh, Sonya Blade, Reptile, and Raiden. <laughs> that is yeah, so cool. <laughs> so when we're behind the line of scrimmage, I'll just yell out, 
Sub-Zero, Johnny Cage. Those two know to blitz. I probably shouldn't be giving this information out on the <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> if there's any Balto- nine-year-old Baltimore Ravens listening, first off, fuck you, you're going down. <laughs> yeah. Secondly... Your mother's a whore. <laughs> Disregard what you just heard. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right, well, there, buddy. We got a regular horror show to get into here. Right on. Much more to it than just me insulting nine-year-olds. <laughs> Wildly inappropriate. Like. <laughs> How about we kick things off with a little horror news there, amigo? Yeah. <laughs> Horror news. What you got, Daddy O? Well, while Evil Dead Rise continues to kick dead eyed ass at the box office. Uh, five brand new horror movies are releasing this week. This is May 16th to the 21st. You ready? I'm ready. All right, there's Project Wolf Hunting, which is now streaming on Screenbox. Saw that, yeah. So, oh, you already saw that one? No, I haven't seen it, oh, okay. but I saw that that was... I'm not going to do Screenbox. I'm no. not going to do it, man. No, me either. Uh, Welcome Villain Films, Malum. That's another one. It's uh, now available on VOD. Yes. Um, let see. What do we got? Jamari Hellender, if I am saying that uh, right. What? Um, d- writer-director, Jamari Hollander uh-huh. that did Rare Exports, big game. He's back with Lion Gates Sisu. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. um, that is now on home VOD starting today. All right. The latest Tubi original, Sleeping Beauties, is uh, now streaming on Tubi. All right. <laughs> kind of curious about that one. I really uh, don't know. All right. And Freestyle Digital Media will release their Smart House psychological horror thriller, Motion Detected, on VOD outlets this Friday. Okay. That one sounds good. Yeah. Motion Detected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Motion Detected. All right. Um, yeah. That's all I got. That's it? That's yeah, it what for do you, you got? Dude, are you ready? I don't know if I'm ready. Hmm. But uh, there is something going down. There is a new... It's not my penis. It's not my penis. Is there somebody under there? Not yet. Not yet, buddy. But there could be. Uh, There is a new Masters of the Universe movie coming out Mm -hmm. next year. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Meg uh, Meg Foster Hmm. is already attached. Okay. Now, if you'll recall, the original Masters of the Universe movie... Starring Dolph Lundgren, right? Dolph Lundgren as He-Man, which <laughs> uh-huh. was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Meg Foster, I think, was probably at her hottest at that point as Evelyn. These mm. days, I think she could probably play Skeletor. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said it, yes. If you need to know what Meg Foster looks like, go watch 31. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She is a bit rough around the edges, mm-hmm. my friends. Um I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, she, she was actually very attractive as Evil Ed. She mm-hmm. had like the slick back hair. Oh yeah. And like the wicked crown and she was all pale mm-hmm. and she has those like crystal blue eyes that just stare right through you. Oh yeah. Um, not so much these days. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't want to. I haven't seen her currently. I don't want to cast. It's, it's, have you seen 31? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She looks like she just got off the methamphetamine train. Mm. I'm just saying, man, dude, she's got all the veins, and she's very uh, sunken. I don't I don't know. Whatever, dude. Uh, are you ready for some uh, 
Willem Dafoe news. Oh, yeah. I heard that guy has a cock the size of <laughs> three Red Bull cans. Wow. Stacked on top of it. I heard they had to use a smaller cock for uh, Antichrist. Oh, really? Yeah, because his was too big. I don't know if that's true. I'm just telling you what I heard. A cock double, huh? Uh, yeah, because his was going to probably rupture the rectum of the young lady. <laughs> Ladies, close your mouth. <laughs> Quit staring. <laughs> Double, please. We need somebody over here. Hey, 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 hey. Willem Dafoe has just joined the cast of Beetlejuice 2. Oh. Along with Jen Ortega, uh, Winona Ryder, right and Alec Baldwin. Okay. So those two are coming back. Winona I'm, Ryder and Alec Baldwin. Yes. So I believe the premise is going to be that Jen Ortega is Winona Ryder's daughter. Okay. And the... There and Michael Keaton, of course, is coming back. Yeah, and Willem Dafoe is now in, and so is his penis. So okay. there's that for you. You brought up a movie called Malum. Yes, I'm interested in this. Mm-hmm. It does hit VOD uh, this week, actually today, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Malum is? No. Uh, have you seen a movie called The Last Shift? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was a great movie, right? <laughs> Malum. Is a remake of The Last Shift. Oh. I don't know if I'm... I own... It's one of my favorites. I know. It's I great. hope they don't screw it up. From what I gather, it is much more fucking... Gruesome? Yes. Okay. And... I'm in. Just gnarly shit going down. Mm-hmm. It's gonna... I, dude, you're fucking with The Last Shift. Mm-hmm. You could easily piss a lot of people off. Oh, yeah. Because that's a great show. Mm-hmm. I think it's universally recognized as a great show. Mm-hmm. The, the pentagram face carvings, mm-hmm. uh, the cop with the back of his head blown oh, out. Yeah. Fucking dude. Mm-hmm. You could piss a lot of people off with this. Yeah. All right. I'll see what you, I'll see what you got to say. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll see what's going on here. <laughs> uh, Hellboy, the Crooked Man, has wrapped principal photography. New Hellboy movie. Oh, okay. No Ron Perlman. Right. No, I don't uh, think he was in the last one. Was no, it? he wasn't. It was the yeah. guy from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. So this is like a prequel because they got oh. they got like a young kid playing help. Oh, okay. So hmm. there's that. Uh, I'm interested in that. Uh, lastly, Needful Things is getting a 4K Blu-ray release. All right. And it's getting, apparently there is a three-hour-long cut. Whoa. Of Needful Things. Okay. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Have you ever read the book? Mm-mm. I think that was Stephen King's attempt at comedy. Okay. Because it's actually hilarious. Like, if you read it, mm-hmm. uh, like, rival church groups having a big gang fight in a parking lot. Wow. Beating the living crap out of each other. Hmm. Uh, just people, like, sinking to the lowest common denominator for over over weird little, like, uh, a Velvet Elvis. <laughs> A velvet, El- remember the velvet Elvis? Yeah, yeah. Like one chick was ready to suck. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you, you understand where I'm. <laughs> you understand what I'm doing here. Over a velvet Elvis, right? You can find that at any given flea market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, dude. If you're an Elvis fan, it's a velvet Elvis. Who gives a shot? Right. Whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> All right, that's all we got on the horror news, amigo. All Ready right. Some listener mail? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get it on.
Listener mail. Dude, I got emails, voicemails, all kinds of fucking shit going on here. All right. Let's kick things off in Sydney, Australia. It's our main man from Dummies for Horror. Not horror for dummies. Don't even think it. Don't say it. (laughs) Don't say it three times in a mirror. I know you're thinking about doing that, buddy. Don't do that. Don't you, not horror, no, you could say that. Don't say horror for dummies. Because if you say that three times in a mirror, a restraining order. Tim jumps out at you? No, no, no. You get a cease and desist letter from the people that made uh, fucking keyboarding for dummies. I don't don't know. Whatever whatever that for dummies shit is. Uh, What do we got here? Demons and shit, subject line. Yo, what's happening, guys? Hope everyone, everyone is good this week. Three on a meat hook. Demon Possession Films. Number three, The Exorcist. He put that at number three. Hmm. Number two, The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I would call that a demonic possession film. It was more of a witch possession film, if you ask me. I mean, one could draw a parallel, I suppose, but yeah, what I don't know. That's fine, Tim. Number one, Evil Dead 2013. If Jason was here, he would give you a blowjob and tickle your balls while he did it. Hmm. Look at that. A little right there at the bottom. Hey, for the Terror Dome, I want to get in here quick. I would like like to take Rawhead Rex for my pick. Wow. Hope that's okay. (laughs) You know if not. Much love to you all. Catch you on the next time. Tim, Tim, I'm putting you down for Rawhead Rex, big dog. God damn. <laughs> Buddy, have you ever seen a movie called Rawhead Rex? Yeah. Wow. That is the WWE horror movie. Yeah. That is the most heavy metal um piece of shit movie. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> wow. It's uh it's a thing. Yeah, it is. Not my thing. I mean it, it, if somebody had gotten kicked out of the band Guar, yeah, that's for being a little too intense. Mm-hmm. It would be Rawhead Rex. Yeah, but God. man, I love Guar back in the day. <laughs> oh man! Right on, Tim. Thanks for calling in, Big Dog. Thanks, Tim. Or writing in, I should say. We have some voicemails here, buddy. All right, let's break it down, dudes. We got to start things off in beautiful downtown Anderson, Indiana. Here comes Coop Nukem. Hey! Good evening, Darian, Jason, fellow titlurkers. Titlurkers. Um, so, get right to it. Okay. Uh, three on a meat hook. Uh, they uh, this week's what demon possession movies. Yes, sir. Um, I got thinking about it. Boy, there's a lot of them. There is, uh, mm-hmm. as you guys know. So, pick the ones I had uh, fun with. Okay. More than anything, uh, number three, I picked uh, Night of the Demons. Mm-hmm. That one, kind of goofy, but it's a I, good time I like watch. It. Uh, number two, got to go with the classic, The Exorcist. Okay, That's a, that one just knocks it out of the park. I mean, it's yeah, um, kind of goes without. Saying. Number one is something I recently have seen is uh, that Evil Dead Rise. I really. Really? Start to finish, I enjoyed it all the way through. Right on. Um, I agree <clears throat> with Jason. I think that the uh, the one prior to this, uh, 
uh, maybe a little darker, a little more. Oh, 2013. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It had something that this last one just it didn't, but it, this last one didn't fail. I, 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 I was smiling the whole time I saw the movie. Nice. So I'm putting that as my number one. Number one. Um, educate. I know I've seen something like this, but I can't. Oh, you think so, huh? I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I, probably not. I know I've seen something like this. It's a like, deep not, dive. Well, probably the past couple of years ago. Anyway, that is all I have. I hope you guys have a good evening, and I'll see you next week. Beautiful. All right. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for calling in, Coop. Cooper's a good dude. He's a regular correspondent to the padded room. I don't hear any screaming or crying, so I think we're okay. <laughs> Uh, let's get down to our main man in Alabama. Here comes Alan of the Cha-Cha. Hey, Alan. Patrick, what's up? What's up, I hope Alan? everybody's doing good. We're um, alive. Barry and I don't know who you are this yeah, week. I did a deep dive on you. I tried, well, I haven't seen that. I tried Googling it. There's some horror movies about writers and stuff. Yeah, so, we talk possession movies. Okay. I'm going to go number three, The Exorcist. Yeah. Number two, Lords of Salem, Lords of and Salem. number one, The Evil Dead. Okay. Um, I finally watched 31. What do you think? Really liked it. Doom has a badass. Um, I was him for Halloween. I watched this new flick I found on TV called uh, Night of the Bastard. <laughs> That's something to check out. Anyway, okay. hope everybody's so good. Fun. Talk to you all later. Bye. Nice. I need to get myself Night of the Bastard. Night of the Bastard. I feel like it's just a guy that works at Walmart and he's like not helping anybody. He's just being a dick. Or a video store. Yeah, or a, uh, you know, maybe a Starbucks. A-M-P-M. Oh, you want your macalache? Fuck off! <laughs> you bastard. Some gas station store. Yep. Uh, his name is Dale Trenzi. <laughs> And he has had enough of everybody's horse shit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, right on. Thanks for calling in, Alan. <clears throat> Night of the Bastard. Uh, I did a deep dive on the education mm. this week. I don't think anybody's going to get me. Well, clearly nobody's going to get me because that was the end of Listener Mail. <laughs> uh, so I think... Uh, That's a good guess. <laughs> it was. It's a, it's a hard... Probably one that not a lot of people have seen. I watched it. It's It's okay. I'll say it's okay. Uh, but we'll get more to more into that when we educate Darian, um, buddy. Hmm. What do you think your top three demonic possession movies are? Off the top of your head, don't even think about it. Don't hey, don't look at your phone either. Just go. Uh, I actually put Conjuring from my number three. Okay. Uh, Exorcist, right? Number two, and then after watching Evil Dead Rise, that was my number one. I got to get on Evil Dead Rise. I haven't. You seen You still it. haven't. I seen have it. not seen it. Oh man. I it, saw Super Mario Brothers twice now. I've seen it once. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. yeah I actually pretty, liked it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Right? yeah. I was like, ooh, that is an awesome throwback. <laughs> so my ent- the entire football team has seen it. Mm-hmm. And you'll know a certain musical number and who is singing it because it's very distinct. But the, the chorus of it goes... Peaches, 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 peaches. And now when my son comes off the field, everybody goes, Deacon, 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 Deacon. He hates it. He hates it? He hates it so much. But it's pretty funny. 
Yes, I will. I'm, yeah, it's on VOD now, so there's no excuse for me not wow. to watch Evil Dead Rise. And it's, oh, it's getting a physical, a physical release next month. Wow. Yeah. They're not fucking around with this man, shit, man. Fast. It's a bang. Hmm. I feel like an asshole that I didn't get to watch it in the theater, but it's too late for that now, apparently. Right on, man. Thank you guys very much, Tim, Alan, and uh, Coop Nukem. <clears throat> you guys are gentlemen. Uh, Tim, I've got you down for Rawhead Rex in this year's Terradome. Buddy, are you ready for a, a change of room in the Terradome? Yeah. We're doing things a little bit differently. All right. What we're doing this time is no franchise villains. Oh. So you have to pick a villain that has been in one movie and one movie only. Right now, Jimmy Bones is taken. Hmm. Who the fuck is Jimmy Bones, you ask? <laughs> the one and only Snoop Dogg horror movie oh, entitled Kills Bones. Bones? Yes. Oh, my goodness. He's been taken by Alan. And now, uh, Rawhead Rex is also taken. Okay. Jason, All right. Jason has his eye on somebody. I'm not going to give it away because as hosts, we pick last. Right. But... They start start thinking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna. Terra Dome starts at the beginning of June. In the meantime, my friend, I think it's time you and I got ourselves into a movie, amigo. ¿Qué es lo que está pasando, chiquito? ¿Por qué viniste a visitarnos? ¿Qué es lo que te trajo hasta acá? Lo que es lo que implica todo esto. Esto implica que nosotros tres vamos a dividirnos en cada una de las casas donde creemos que ocurren los fenómenos paranormales. Señora, acá las cosas se están poniendo muy difíciles. Usted puede elegir a no estar aquí. ¿Qué carajos es eso? Tiene que tener sangre en las manos, no en este lugar. A estos seres les gusta la sangre. That's right, bitches. Yeah. We are talking about Terrified from 2013. I know you've seen it. Don't act like you don't. It is presently streaming on Shutter. Came in at 5.6 stars. Excuse me, 6.5 stars on IMDb. Stars Maximiliano Gioni. Norberto Gonzala and Ilaria Oneto. This movie is not rated. Hmm. Um, it is actually Argentinian. Yeah. Buddy, what do you think of that shit? Uh, I, I actually like this. It's a hell of a movie, man. Yeah. It's a hell of a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things going on here. I think one could probably... No, not really. I mean, if you really wanted to draw the conclusion, it could be considered possibly an anthology. But just because yeah. there's so many different layers to this oh, as man. we go. So our film starts off <clears throat> with a young lady doing dishes, uh, probably getting ready to make dinner. And she stops because she thinks she hears voices coming out of the drain in the kitchen sink. And it's kind of eerie. It's kind of kind of creepy a little bit. Her husband comes home. And he's very excited because they, apparently they ran over a dog. Mm-hmm. And he's excited because they didn't actually kill the dog. He's <laughs> like, oh, the dog's alive. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, where's dinner? And she's like, I'm not making dinner tonight because there's fucking voices coming out of the kitchen sink. 
And he's like, what? No, come on. So they go and they run the sink and then nothing really. He's like, I, you know, maybe it's our neighbor banging on pipes or it's an old house. Maybe something. I don't know. Whatever. No, I heard it. Yeah, she heard it. Uh, and he's like, well, what were the voices saying? They said they were going to kill me, buddy. They said they were going to kill me. That's no good. That's pretty creepy. I mean, it'd be one thing if you're like, you know, overhearing a conversation about who's mm-hmm. cheating on who or <laughs> yeah. something like that. But, hey, we're going to come in there and kill you. All right. You will die. Well, shit. <laughs> it's a brand new car. <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this kitchen sink, man. So they go to bed that night, and everything seems copacetic. Um, they wake up around 11.30, and they're like, what the hell? I don't know. Uh, she's like, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So she gets up and goes to the bathroom, and immediately a banging starts. Mm-hmm. Now, again, our, our husband is thinking it's that motherfucker Walter Carabajas. Yeah. Everybody lives next to a Walter Carabajas that is working on things in his garage all hours of the night Mm -hmm. and banging on shit and firing up power tools. And he's like, that son of a bitch, he's doing a remodel. I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep, you fucking prick. (laughs) So he goes through, he does the necessary steps. He starts off by beating on the wall with a yeah. shoe. Hey! Hey, you shut the fuck up! <laughs> I mean, that's step one. That's your, yeah, yeah. He's doing his due diligence here, buddy. Step two, you put your fucking slippers on mm-hmm. and march your ass over there. <laughs> and apparently this neighborhood is full of intercoms because you just give them a buzz. Yeah. And uh, he's like, hey, stop your fucking banging. It's five in the morning. And the only, like... reply he gets is a bunch of static and what sounded to me like heavy breathing yeah a little distortion yeah i don't know but he's like shut up fucking walter carabajas Mm -hmm. so he goes back and he's like all right honey i think uh i think we're okay his his wife has been in the bathroom the whole time lays down thinking i'm gonna get some sleep now and then the banging starts again so he's like that's it I've had enough. I'm going to go punch Walter Carabajas right in his Carabajas face. Mm-hmm. Uh, he walks past the bathroom and he's like, wait a minute. That's not coming from next door. It's coming, it's coming from, the from the bathroom. bathroom. So he's like, hey, honey. He opens a door and what wow. he finds Dude. is that his <laughs> wife is being ping-ponged uh, back and forth on the, the shower I guess I guess the yeah like the shower stall right yeah inside the shower from like one end to the other bam yeah. bam just repeatedly yeah like but on, it almost like stops a little bit in the center on her and face wham. yeah though, is the thing so she's going face first into each side so she's being turned so that her face impacts first mm-hmm. by whatever these, these she's being levitated by some unseen yeah. force dude that was awesome i was Fucking like ruthless. that yeah. got my interest right away ruthless <laughs> yeah. and there's just blood everywhere because this has been going on for like 25 minutes mm-hmm. just doom 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 hey shut the fuck up stop for a second doom 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 Jesus, man, she's like a bloody mess. Yeah. Finally, he like grabs her and he's like, "What the hell's going on?" Uh, when once he like pins her up against the wall to keep her from the ping pong, like just the back of her head starts smashing into the wall. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "What?" The? So he lets her go, 
And then the ping-ponging continues. Mm-hmm. And she is just a bloody fucking pulp at this point. All I can think of is, man, if the cops again showed up, they're going to think he's the one that was doing it. How do you explain that? <laughs> yeah. How do you explain that to the cops? <laughs> right. Walter Carabas! <laughs> that son of a bitch. That's right. Hmm. Well, bad news there, buddy. The cops do show up because we're going to jump about a year into the future. Mm-hmm. And our husband is now either incarcerated or in a mental institution, possibly. I'm not 100% sure where he yeah. was. But uh, he gets pulled out of a cell, rightfully for probably murder. And he's questioned by three um, seemingly studious senior citizens, I guess, for lack yeah. of a... They, they're, they're, they look very professional. They look like... Um, College professors, mm-hmm. I guess. There's uh, two men and one woman, and they introduce themselves. We have Detecti- Detective Hanno, uh, Dr. Albrecht, and Dr. Rosentalk. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, hey, we know you didn't kill your wife. We know that, that something weird was happening in your neighborhood. We want to get in there. We think we can clear your name and get you out of this. Is it something like this, similar to this, happened in the United States back in 1996. Mm-hmm. We need to do some research. We're going to get to the bottom of the whole thing. We just need your written permission to go stay in your house for one night to do some research. So he's like, fuck yeah, whatever. Yeah, if it gets me out of here, I'd do it. Yeah, <laughs> sign, sign, sign away. So now we're going to cut back a little bit into the past because we're kind of jumping all over with this movie. Mm-hmm. And we're going to we're going to find out how Detective Hano got involved in this. So while they're questioning him, the three paranormal researchers, where they find out they're paranormal researchers. While they're questioning him, they're like we need to know all the events that led up to your wife's death. Go back like 2 weeks before she actually died and, and just walk us through the whole thing. So he's like, "Well, okay, yeah, well, Fucking Walter Carabajas was being a real fuckface about his remodeling thing. And then something else weird happened. So now we're going to jump back to the past to before his wife died. And we're going we're gonna to find out what was going on with Walter Carabajas. Mm-hmm. Um, he's struggling, dude. He's having a hard time. And yeah. oddly enough, he was desperately trying to get a hold of Dr. Albrecht, who was the female paranormal investigator. Mm-hmm. But her secretary or whoever just kept putting him off. Yeah. And he was, like, having some real problems in his little duplex side of the house because um, he couldn't get any sleep. Every time he went to go to sleep, his bed would move. (laughs) So he's like, what the fuck is this shit all about? And he's a bit of a hoarder, too, to start with. Like, that place was pretty pretty trashed. all kinds of weird shit going on. His bed's moving, uh, weird banging going on. He can't get any fucking sleep. He's got the big bags under his eyes. He's trying to get a hold of uh, Dr. Albrecht to help him out. Uh, finally, he's like, well, I'll, I'll fucking get to the bottom of this myself. He sets himself up a camera. Yeah. Thinking, I'm going to find out what's kicking my bed around while I'm asleep. That's what you do. That's what you do. Sets it on night vision, takes himself a little snooze. Wakes up, of course, his bed is in a completely different place mm-hmm. from where he went to sleep at. Uh, wakes up, and what do we find out, buddy? There's a motherfucking naked, naked guy <laughs> hanging out underneath the bed. Yeah. Buddy? Shit, what a horny prick that guy is. Walter, get out from under my bed. <laughs> Walter, you can't be staying in this house, Walter. 
your BF's about to get effed in the B, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, the naked guy creeps out from underneath his bed. He's a big, tall, scary dude, shaved head. Uh, just kind of stands over Walter for a little while and then uh, leaves the room. And Walter wakes up like right after he leaves the room. So Walter's thinking to himself, this fucking guy is still in my house. I just, what, what, what the fuck? I, this guy is here somewhere. So Walter has a gun. Hmm. And he's like running around his house trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, we see some shadow moves, shadows move. Walter pulls the trigger a couple of times. And then that that's it for that. We're going to cut to the next side of the story. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be a young lady by the name of Jacinta. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jacinta. Jacinta is a single mom. Mm-hmm. Loves her son dearly. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it was the next day. But again, we're all over the place with this time frame. Yeah. I think it was the next day. Jacinta's son was playing ball out on the street with his little buddy. Uh, soccer, kicking the ball around. The ball goes into Walter Carabajas's lawn. Um, her son Ooh, goes over there to get the ball. And he's like, I got the ball. Throw it over. But he sees uh, Walter Carabajas left his his outdoor faucet on. So he's like, I'm just going to get a drink of Quick water drink, here. Yeah. So uh, while he's getting a drink of water... <sighs> Somebody, uh, it may have been Walter himself, or it may have been somebody uh, pretending to be Walter, but they're like from behind these weird uh, Metal steel blinds yeah. kind of a thing. Like, hey, get out of my lawn, you fucker. Don't touch my water. That's my water. It's bad for you. Get the fuck out of here. And the kid's like, Jesus Christ, man. Sorry. He's backing up slowly. He's just backpedaling out of the dude's uh, lawn, and then... Kablamo! Gets hit by a fucking bus right in the street. (laughs) Booyah! See, I've seen enough PSAs to know that whenever a kid gets killed, there's going to be a ball uh, involved, Mm -hmm. and the ball is going to bounce somewhere after the kid is dead. Mm -hmm. No balls in this house. Yeah. None whatsoever. Uh, We have one football. And the only reason we have that is because that'll bounce back into somebody's yard. Good. It doesn't roll. It doesn't you know what I'm roll, saying? Yeah. No, it's got it's that like, weird over here, over there, uh, Yeah, over bing, bong, bing, bang, boom. Uh, he can work on his footwork. <laughs> right. You know, avoiding yeah. traffic and stuff. <laughs> and then when you get older, you just stare at it until it stops. <laughs> That's right. Nope. Nope. I'm going to wait. I'll meet you at the corner there, Paul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the kid is dead. There's blood everywhere. Um, now, this is before the death of... Uh, the guy's wife. So the yeah. guy himself comes out and he's like, Jacinta, Jacinta. And then she comes out and sees the body of her son, paramedics, all that shit. Uh, we cut to the funeral. Very sad. Everybody's crying and freaking out. Uh, we cut to a couple of nights later, buddy. Jacinta is very distraught. She's still distraught. Mm-hmm. I can tell she's distraught because she's smoking cigarettes in the dark. Mm-hmm. And that's a chick move. Yeah. When chicks are distraught, they start smoking cigarettes in the dark. Remember Glenn Close in uh, Fatal Attraction? Yeah, that's not a chick. Glenn Close is a chick. Oh, uh, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're <laughs> thinking about, <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> she, but she did. The, she doubled down by doing the move where she would turn the light on and off while she was smoking while the cigarette. Smoking. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is scary. When mm-hmm. you see a young lady doing that, you need to get out of that. That's like mm-hmm. a that's like a hurricane warning right there, that's my right. friend. Uh, anyway, she's smoking cigarettes in the dark. 
she gets a little knock, knock, knock on the wall, on the door. Looks out the window and sees a bunch of muddy footprints going up to her front door. So yeah. she's like, huh? And then she peers over and sees the silhouette of somebody, mm-hmm. somebody hanging around outside her front door. Now we're going to cut immediately to Detective Hano, who's being woken up out of a dead sleep. Mm-hmm. He's like, what the hell? And it, we find out it's his protege, Detective or Sergeant Funes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, man, remember how you told me that one time that you weren't scared of nothing and you'd seen it all and everything and all that stuff? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I know. Let me show you something. Come on. Come on down here. <laughs> I got something. I got something interesting for you to check out. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna so, blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Maybe you haven't seen this everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Sergeant Funes goes down there, and he's like, "Okay, all right. What do we? What, what? What do we got here? What's happening?" So he's like, "Okay, I, this, I, this, you know, this, this is uh, Jacinto's house. He just mm-hmm. lost her son. Uh, her son is dead. I know because I was at the funeral, and we all saw him get interred, and." Uh, there's that, and as they're walking in, all the other police officers are like, bros, can we just not be here? This is really freaking us out. Can we just get the fuck out of here, please? Very creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure, yeah, get the fuck out of here. I don't mind. Uh, they walk in, and we find out that Jacinto is there, and she's like, my boy, my boy. They walk into the kitchen, and the, the dead body of her son is there. And it's sitting at the kitchen table with like a glass of milk. Yeah, like a bowl of cereal and some milk. (laughs) Yeah. And it's sitting. This is probably one of the creepiest kids in a horror movie ever. Yeah. Because if fucking a, it's dead. Right. It's it's like all gray and pale and (laughs) almost statuesque. Rotting. It's rotting. Yeah. But it's not like in a gruesome fashion. It's like in a newly dead kind of. Early decomposition fashion, mm-hmm. but it's sitting at the table at such an odd angle and weird, like, I don't know, stature to where it's like, that son of a bitch is going to get up and walk out of here at any minute. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard not to, it's, it's hard not to take your eyes off him because it's like, what the hell is it going to do? Right. And then as, as, uh, Funes is telling Hano, he's like, hey, some of the police officers swear they saw it move. Yeah. But it's not moving. It's just still. So they're like, okay, all right, well, let's just figure this out. Uh, Jacinto is clearly, like, very upset about her son. She might have just dug his ass up and brought mm-hmm. him home. But then we have these muddy little footprints going right up into the house from the outside into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that? And on top of that, his fucking fingernails are all jacked off. Mm-hmm. Like, he scratched his way through the dirt. Yeah. How do you explain that shit? And Hano's like, well... Uh, we're going to say that she uh, was overstricken with grief and she dug up her kid and brought him home. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to say. That's going to be the official case closed ruling. Right. We don't need anything weird getting out. Yeah, no. And Funes is like, well, what about all this other shit? And he's like, hey, do you want your Jacinto to go to a mental institution for the rest of her life? Like, no, no, no. This is what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to do that. And then they, they hatch the ingenious scheme that they need to put, obviously – uh, the little boy back in the ground. They need to get him back to the cemetery, put him back in the ground. Fair enough. Uh, they don't want to do it in front of the neighbors. Yeah, now broad the, daylight. Right. Now the sun is coming up, so mm-hmm. they're like, oh, shit. How are we going to sort this out? So this part is kind of silly. <laughs> they get the idea that they should put him in the, the backyard freezer 
until they can they can move the freezer out, move it back to the cemetery, and put them back in the mm-hmm. ground. Okay, I get it. Well, you skipped over the knocking over the glass. Nope. Yeah, well, oh, that's right. Yeah. The dead kid knocked over a glass, buddy. So there's that. Did it move? It didn't look like it moved. But the glass did get knocked over. Yeah. And the boy. What about the boy? Oh, his little friend. Yeah. Yeah, his little friend. So as they're putting him in the freezer, his little friend is like fence hopping and gets a bunch of cell phone footage of them putting him in the freezer in the back. That's going to come back to bite him in the ass here in a minute. Mm-hmm. So uh, they get him in there. They get him in the freezer. Uh, Hano's about, he's like, you know, scoping the neighborhood, seeing to see if anybody's watching when they can move the fucking dead kid out of there. Uh, while he's scoping the neighborhood, he happens upon an old lady taking pictures of Carabajas's house. Mm-hmm. Like, who's this, what's this lady all about? She looks familiar. So he goes up and starts talking to her. Turns out it's, um, Professor Albrecht. Right. Now, he's like, hey, I know you. You're Professor Albright. I was, went to one of your uh, seminars about occult pathology and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I got something you need to see here, lady. <laughs> so uh, he takes her over there. <clears throat> it was meant to be. Yeah, it's just, this is more than a coincidence. Takes her over there, shows her the dead kid. And she's like, this is way too much because... <laughs> We got, and by the way, Carabajas is now missing. We, can, we She tried knocking on his door. He's not even there. Yeah. His house is trashed, but she can't get a hold of him. And now we have this dead kid just showed up again at mom's house. What the fuck is going on mm. here? I don't know. So now this is about the time that the timeline catches up. And Hano, um, Albrecht, and her assistant, Dr. Rosentalk, go and talk to the dad or the husband of the ping pong wife. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're like, hey, we need to, can we go go, go stay at your house there? <laughs> so naturally he signs off. So they decide that the, the four of them are going to go, or the three of them are going to go stay at these three separate houses. They're bringing Funes along also just for, I don't know why. He's like, I just want to go. I'll check it out. So uh, they, they get set up. And this is like, so it's one across the street. Two on the other side of the street, but they're easily within probably 25 meters of each other, I'd say. Um, They get in there. We have uh, Hano at the husband and wife's house. We have Funes and Rosentalk at Carabajas' house. And then we have Albrecht at um, the uh, Jacinto's house. So that's the plan. They're going to spend the night. They're going to do all kinds of weird paranormal research and things going on. I wouldn't want to live on that street. Fuck no. you. No fucking way. Hell no. I got kids, man. With <laughs> right. balls. Balls that can roll and apparently smack you into a bus. Mm. No, hell no. I mean, I wouldn't mind like, you know, maybe I'll stop at one of the houses and have a beer with them or something. Yeah. See what's going on. Hey, you got the, uh, where's the, the faucet that talks to you? <laughs> Let's, yeah. you know, at least you'd be checked that out. But, um. Uh, they get in there, they're, they separated, and uh, now they're, they're doing their experiments. We start with Albrecht. She breaks out this weird steampunky kind of pendulum device. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was supposed to tell them or how it works or whatever it was, but she's very intent on keeping an eye on this pendulum thingy. Uh, we have Hano, 
who's just kind of like hanging, but he's like keeping an eye on everybody else in the other houses because he can see them out the windows. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Rosenthal and Funes in the in uh, Carabajas' house. Um, Rosenthal is very enthusiastic and super excited to be doing experiments. Yeah. Uh, Funes doesn't want anything. To do. He's like, he's trying to come up with an excuse to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. He does not want any part of it. Uh, it's uh, pretty pretty mellow at first. Um, we get like some glasses moving over at uh, Hano's house. Uh, we get the pendulum kind of swinging a little weird at Albrecht's house. Um, Rosentalk and uh, Funes are going through their house, which is, by the way, hoarders-esque. And they, they come across like a uh, cabinet where all the knives are sticking, like they're like dangling underneath the cabinet. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, they're they're not like fastened there. They're just kind of floating. Yeah, like the yeah, it's just like floating there. Yeah, in, yeah. There like for a second, there. yeah. So uh, Rosenthal is like, oh, this is great, and this is where we get kind of a half-ass explanation as to what the hell's going on here. Didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, Rosenthal basically explained it as I'm going to paraphrase here, but reality is basically an orange with various layers on top of it. And uh, sometimes like the orange rinds interlock and what we think we have here is some kind of a dimensional rift Mm -hmm. in this neighborhood. I'm paraphrasing. I'm probably not doing it justice. It's like a light rift and a dark rift. Yeah, exactly. Which it's kind of cool though because like if you look in the darkness, you can see like, you know – Carabajas is like under the bed and he's trying to get out. But if you turn the light on, he immediately disappears Mm -hmm. and it's just empty under the bed. Right. So that's kind of cool. But uh, he's he's fucking around with these knives that are dangling underneath the the cabinet. And like one of them just impales him. Just like right in the hand. Like ching. So he's like, ah, shit. He pulls it out and he's like trying to close the wound, but he's getting blood everywhere. Mm -hmm. So he tells Funus, you got to clean the blood up immediately. It's going to attract more other things of them so you got to clean that (laughs) shit up while that's happening we're going to cut back to hano hano is watching this from his the the house that he's in the kitchen window and he's like hey there's somebody in that house with you and we see the return of that naked fucking guy Mm -hmm. he's like hey there's a guy over there but when like when he cocks his head one way or the other he can see him but then when he cocks his head this way he disappears yeah because it's He's like hitting the light, which makes him disappear. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. like a weird light spectrum thing. But then eventually he cocks his head back and the naked guy is right in front of his face. Yeah. And then that's kind of it for Hano. We just kind of, he just kind of disappears. He'll reappear here in a second, but he's out. Uh, from there, things only get worse. And uh, it's a lot of creepiness, a lot of uh, noises, and a lot of uh, like – uh Carabajas appearing and reappearing in dark spots throughout the house. I don't want to wreck this movie for you if you haven't seen it, but um to make a long story short, at one point a lot of moving furniture around. I don't know. I have no idea. There's a lot of weird shit going on. Like the furniture starts moving. There's, yeah. Uh what was it? It's really uh, weird. It's like what the hell? Albrecht's house has like a huge crack in the wall, mm-hmm. which would be the oh, house yeah. where the ping ponging incident took place. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, shit, there's a huge crack in the wall. That's like there's darkness within the crack. So she's like, I'm going to go talk to him. And then she starts talking to the darkness and Carabajas pops up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, what are you – hey, what you – come on out here. And he's like, oh, they're torturing me. You got to help me. Oh, I'm in so much pain. And then like this giant arm 
with a claw on it, reaches out from the crack and grabs Albert by the head and just snaps her neck. So there's that. Uh, That happens. Funes, or not Funes, uh, Hano reappears like in a cabinet. But when you open the cabinet, he disappears. When you close, there's like a hole in the back of the cabinet. That was weird. Yeah, and he's like, oh, there's glass splinters in my eyes. You got to get me the fuck out of here. And he's like, okay. Opens a cabinet. It's just an empty cabinet. Mm -hmm. Closes it, and once the darkness hits that, he's back in there screaming for his life again. About the time that uh, um, Albrecht or Rosentalk disappears, Funes is like, dude, yeah, peace out. I'm two days away from retirement. Fuck this fucking shit. I've got a weird medical condition, a heart thing going on. I am going to peace right out. So it's like, you know what? He starts walking towards the car. He gets out there. He takes his heart pills, and he's like, okay, I'm going to try to go back and get my friend Hano. Goes back into the other. That's where we get the sequence with the glass shards in the eyes. He's like, nope, no fucking way. Gets in his car, drives off, goes and sits in a parking lot for a few minutes. Yeah, but that chick was like, hovering over the car yeah well albrecht got fucked up but she came like charging out of the house but like her head was off to the side or something shit she's like oh we're being tortured and he's like peace out (laughs) y'all he goes taking off he gets to like a uh an empty parking lot somewhere and starts smoking cigarettes and uh he gets a call on his radio he's like hey it's me uh patrolman enrique I'm here at the house. I'm trying to find you. Where are you? And he's like, get the get out. fuck out of there now. Get out of there right now. And he's like, okay, okay, I'm leaving. Uh, uh, a few minutes later, like, Funes kind of, like, grows the sack. And he's like, all right, I got I to gotta sort this out. So he stops at a gas station and fills up a, uh, like, a spare tank full mm-hmm. of gas. And he's like, I'm going to burn these fuckers down. Uh, goes back to the house. Um Starts spreading gasoline all over, of course. Um, He's about to light the place on fire when Hano, with like these really fucked up eyeballs, pops out and blows the match out. And then I thought that was the kid for some reason, but yeah, I think it was Hano. I think it was. uh, Somebody, something that I think it was the naked guy, like charged at him. And then he shoots the gasoline, which lights one of the houses on fire. That chick was hanging in the house. Yes. And so was uh, Enrique, the patrolman, Yeah. unfortunately. I guess he just killed himself or something else. I don't yeah. know. But uh, now we're going to cut to the not-so-distant future where the husband from the initial sequence is still incarcerated or in some kind of a mental institution. Mm-hmm. And three new paranormal researchers come in and they're like, hey – yeah, do you recognize any of these people? Do you? See, and he's like, oh yeah, Detective Funes and you know uh, Hano, and they came in and they wanted to go research the neighborhood. Yeah, none of them were ever seen again. And Funes was seen like lighting the place on fire. Do you know where he is? And it's like, no. That's pretty much the end of your movie, right there. Yeah. Then that scene where was it the chair or something goes flying at the TV? Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. At the end, he's like, who's that guy that's with you? And they look behind him, and they're like, there's nobody. We didn't bring anybody else. It's just us three. And he's like, no, it's the guy behind you, and his face yeah, is all burned him, up. didn't you? Yeah. And he's like, no, I remember him. He's this guy. And he's pointing to the picture of Rosentalk, mm-hmm. who just kind of vanished halfway through the movie. But apparently now he's all burned up. And then the chair just goes flying at the camera. <laughs> Woo, buddy. Man. That's a good one. Yeah, it what'd, is. What would you think of Terrified? 
I liked it. Great show, right? Yeah. Good. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Horror movie. Yeah. Some genuinely disturbing and unsettling situations mm-hmm. here. Yeah, that one is actually worth a rewatch. I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I think probably, like, this could easily be an anthology. You know, you got these yeah. three houses, shit going down in all of them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the paranormal researchers could be like the wraparound. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's a continuous story, so I don't think it really qualifies as an anthology. But if shot a little bit differently and edited a little bit differently, it could be. Yeah. I like that scene where, you know, he's filming under the bed. So he's watching the film and he sees it. And I think his gun was on the floor or something. And then all of a sudden he comes out of that closet. Because he opens the closet and is like, what the hell? Where are you with the gun? And yeah. it's just close. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell? So he's re-watching it. And then you see that door open. Yeah. The closet door open. And then uh, you don't know what happens after that. It's just no. Like, Dude, that kid though. <sighs> that that kid fucking creepy. kid though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the way he was sitting. It's like as if uh, he was having a conversation with somebody and they just hit the pause button. On, yeah. You know? And now he's stuck in like this weird kind of pose yeah and then when that kid comes to the side door and he like it turns its head toward oh fuck you (laughs) fuck you number one i'm looking at my dead friend through a side window yeah number two it just turned its head and looking looked at yeah then fuck off then when the kids scream they all run in there and then he's right back to staring straight ahead yeah of course of course (laughs) like what the hell get the fuck out of here man that's a good show dude good shit man definitely worth checking out it's streaming presently on shutter if you haven't seen it watch it it is subtitled but i don't think that takes anything away from Mm -mm. it most of it is atmospheric and just uh watch it at night yeah if you can that's probably the best way to do it Mm -hmm. buddy let's do us a little break here shall we let's do it
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, buddy. We are back. Yeah. We made it, man. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff, dude. I, I've always been fascinated by the idea of, like, you have a haunted house. Uh-huh. Sure. What if you had, like, two or three haunted houses all in a row? You know what I mean? What if you yeah. had, like, a whole haunted block? I feel like something like that could happen in Detroit. <laughs> right? Detroit, huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you yeah, have, like, blocks and blocks of abandoned houses. Yeah. It's kind of like the... Uh... Poltergeist, you know, being above a cemetery. Yeah, but only one house got fucked with. Yeah. That's kind of stupid when you think about <laughs> yeah. it. Whatever. Uh, right on, man. Are you ready to get into this week's three on a meat hook? Yes. Righteous. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Most disturbing or frightening moments in film for you, buddy. Take it away with number three, please. The Shining's old lady in the bathtub. That, I put some serious thought into adding that one. Oh my gosh. Right? When I, when I was younger watching, I was like, whoa. That, what, you know, I didn't really know anything. It's like, what the hell is that chick doing there? She gets out of there all creepy. Yeah. I was like, well, ugh. So it's like instilled in my head that yeah. scene. Well, the worst part was that she was hot for like the first 13 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Until, until it turns into like and, until woman. Yeah, until Jack decides he's coming in for a smoochie. And then, boom. <laughs> You, you've been sitting in that bathtub for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think the the creepiest part about that one was like, how long has she been laying in that bathtub? And I get it. It's uh, understanding it now. It wouldn't she be was, clear water. No, no. It would be some soup in there. <laughs> but uh, like the... I understand now that that was a ghost of a woman that committed suicide and right. all that. But watching it the first time, you're like, whoa, how yeah. long has she been laying there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They never smelled anything, nothing. And now she's up and doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chasing Jackie out of the uh, the apartment there. Nasty. My number three, Saw 2, The Hypodermic Pit. Oh, man. I cannot watch that scene without just getting, like, goosebumps and skin crawling. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's bad. One of them got it in the eye, right? Uh, Not in that movie. Not in that one. No. Uh, the big dude picked up Shawnee Smith and threw her in there. Yeah. but that. And that part was bad. But then she's got to, like, sift through to try to find the key. And when she comes out, she's just got needles, needles sticking out of everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with needles, but those needles looked fucking disgusting. That was the point. <laughs> it was like a bunch of brown shit. <laughs> yeah. Those. What the fuck is that? Is it old blood? Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, could it be something worse. Could be like uh, maple syrup or something. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. Whew. 
Yeah, that's bad, man. Gives me gives me the heebie-jeebies. What do you got on number two there, buddy? Number two? What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for Brad Pitt's overacting in that that scene, it would have been glazed over. No, I th- I feel like it. I feel like that took a lot away from the scene. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, okay. When he's doing like the whole, and he's got his gun out, and he's like, "What's in the box? What is in the box? What's in the box?" You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if he had played it just a little, little bit cooler, little bit closer to the chest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's cool because we we all know what was in the box oh, at this point. But during when we first saw that film, you thought you knew, but you didn't know for sure yeah and it was and kevin spacey's going on about oh he didn't know she was pregnant oh mm-hmm. all that stuff you're like but yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh it's it's a hell of a way to end a movie i will mm-hmm. say that mm-hmm. right on man my number two a little film called cairo out of japan oh. have you seen it yeah i have it's been a while but i've seen it um gnarly probably in my opinion one of the most effective ghost stories uh ever but the part that really got me there's to make a long story short there's basically a ghost apocalypse happening Mm -hmm. and uh we have a few a handful of survivors in japan and they're basically trying to convince themselves not to commit suicide so one chick goes to the gas station to get some food and water and stuff uh, and while she's there, of course, because everything is now haunted, the gas station is also haunted. Mm-hmm. And But it's that weird kind of Japanese understated ghost, mm-hmm. which I find fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, you don't, the ghost is there, and she sees the ghost, and the ghost sees her, but it's that thing where it's just the blank, emotionless face. Yeah, not moving. Not moving, just staring at you like just a fucking corpse almost Mm -hmm. you know what i mean not necessarily threatening but not non-threatening either yeah just a fucking tombstone of an individual Mm -hmm. and she just gets what she needs and gets the fuck out of there and that thing never moves yeah i find that wildly unnerving it's just me maybe it's just me but i cannot handle oh yeah no that's if you want to scare the shit out of me go stand in my my hallway and just stare at me blankly (laughs) well you can't i'd be like buddy get out of here yeah um, but if you were like a stranger or something i'd be like Ooh. <laughs> all right man how about number one number one the miseries that ankle break that's a bad one dude Ooh. that is a bad one <clears throat> yeah just that whole clubbing of the ankle with that big old sledgehammer you, you know what ruined that for me honestly mm. there was do you remember the show in living color <laughs> yeah, there was. They did a spoof of that where Rick James had somebody tied up, and he broke their ankles. Oh, I, he, I didn't see that. Oh, one. it's great. He comes out. It was Keenan Ivory Wayans as Rick James, and he comes out with the full uh, ridiculous oh, outfit, no. and he's like, "Oh, you're a dirty birdie." <laughs> <He's fast>. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's funny. great. Uh, but that is bad because, um, dude. Uh, Kathy Bates. She's nailed Eddie that role. Nailed it. Yeah. And like just the the seemingly innocent harmlessness of her when the I guess the juxtaposition of it when she when she turns it up on on uh Paul Sheldon. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When he's not performing to her standards, 
the way she ratches it up, even though she won't cuss and she's like, oh, heaven to Betsy, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 and all that stuff. But when he writes the ending that she does, or she he tries to escape and she doesn't like it. Oh, yeah. Dude, the devil comes out, mm-hmm. and so does the sledgehammer, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's bad, man. Watching his foot just go funk. <laughs> ay ay ay. Mm. Uh, my number one is going to be the original Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the opening sequence. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Mm. Uh, what I found so disturbing about that was Bill Hen- Bill Heinzman's zombie. He was the first zombie that appeared in Night of the Living Dead, the the random blonde guy that was just kind of staggering through the cemetery nothing about him says zombie at at a at a, at a glance mm-hmm. uh he could be drunk he could just be uh limping he could just be uh stupid <laughs> he could he'd be some kind of a uh tardo i don't know what his problem is mm-hmm. and here's johnny and uh barbara out there johnny's trying to have fun with this oh, they're coming to get is one of them now and lo and behold, this motherfucker grabs Barbara and starts, like, manhandling her. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, Johnny, you were right. What the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. But looking at him, like, at a glance, and I feel like this is something that the remake kind of missed out on. He doesn't look like a zombie. He doesn't even look dead. Right. He could just be a, a fucking pervo, you mm-hmm. know, out looking to beat off in the woods or something. <laughs> and you just happen to be stroll through there at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. But when, uh, and then of course, you know, Johnny gets knocked out, but Heinzman, Bill Heinzman, keeps going after Barbara, but not with any real level of intelligence. Like, he's not like, I'm going to catch you and rape you, and he's not like shouting at her. Right, right. Like, the part where she gets in the car and he just <clears throat> starts pawing at the glass. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, we're not yet quite in zombie town but we're getting closer Mm -hmm. because this dude is not exhibiting any kind of intelligence at all whatsoever so uh, she doesn't have the keys she just pops the emergency brake and goes rolling down the hill uh manages to put enough distance between him and her but he's still coming the whole way Mm -hmm. with that weird kind of gimpy limp thing that he's doing Mm -hmm. i saw this way too young clearly but it fucking scared the piss out of me oh, yeah. to the point where I would point out senior citizens on the street to my parents. Zombie. That could be a zombie. <laughs> That's a zombie. It's not a zombie. Stop doing that. <laughs> Those are our top three uh, most frightening f- f- horror film moments, ladies and gentlemen. We would love to know what your top three are. Go to paddedroompodcast.com. Set yourself up a profile. You can uh, mail us directly from mail at paddedroompodcast.com or you can just fill, go, click on the meat hook link, fill in your top three, and we'll get the same, the same uh, information. We'll say it on next week's show. Or you get us on the regular old uh, mental health hotline, area code 775-387-0275. While you're contemplating that, buddy, I've got to tell you what movies I got to watch this week. In a little segment called What Are You Looking At? You've got about a month's worth, amigo. Just give us, just give us. (laughs) What are you looking at, buddy? Work. Work. That's my horror show. It's fucking work. What are you looking at? 
So I watched a documentary on Shudder called uh, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. It's a documentary about folk horror. Huh. Yeah. Um, basically, it gives you the, the entire history of quote-unquote folk horror. Now, what the hell is folk horror? You're probably wondering. Yep. Basically, any horror movie that takes place in any kind of a rural setting, small town situation. Uh, good examples would be Pumpkinhead, The Wicker Man. Oh, okay. Um, it just it's it ran through like lists and lists and lists of British folk horror and other folk horror, folk horror from different regions and urban legends and how that kind of plays into it. Troll. Troll, I think, yeah. I think that popped up on the list. Um, it's fascinating. I mean, really, if you think about it, my, the problem I have with it, though, is that really any horror movie could be considered folk horror if you want to dig deep enough into it. Hmm. I mean, okay. the the entire Friday the 13th franchise took place at a summer camp, folk horror. Oh. You know, hmm. all of it. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, I just brought up, took place at a farmhouse, folk horror. So... I don't know, man. I guess it's subjective. But uh, in going through that big, long list of movies, I did find one that I had not watched. It's called The Stone Tape from 1972. Oh. Uh, British, probably a BBC original, like painfully British. Oh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. extremely. You almost need subtitles for this son of a wow. bitch. <laughs> yeah. And it's from 1972. Whoa. Which means very uh, watered down. I guess you could say. I think it was like a made-for-TV situation. Oh, okay. Basically, these uh, electronics experts are trying to develop the next big recording thing, moving away from uh, vinyl into cassette tapes and magnetic tapes. They think they found something called stone tape. They go to this old dilapidated um, estate in the English countryside, happens to be haunted, hmm. and they start picking up ghost activity on their various recording equipment. It's uh, Ghost Hunters in 1972 with uh, British people. It's It seemed a lot better. Oh, really? <laughs> it felt like it was going to be pretty good, but then it was not. That's all I'm looking at, Big Dog. What do you got? Evil Dead Rise. <clears throat> so I heard. Mm-hmm. Is it as horny as everybody tells me? Dude. Yeah? Yes. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you, you got to. It's already on VOD. I got to wait till the fucking kids and the oh, wife are out of here. Oh, man. Yeah, it's amazing. Better than 2013? I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, little nod in there. Just listen to the video, not video recordings, the uh, real record real. Yeah. recording in there. Okay. Really listen to okay. the voices in there. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. You'll recognize somebody. Oh, boy. You're getting me all hot and bothered over here, buddy. <laughs> what else you got, man? That's it. That's uh, it? Yep. That's, that's the my... only thing worth talking about? Oh, well, man, that's, that's just the fun. only thing worth talking about. Tell me about it. <laughs> Speaking of things not worth talking about, how about some immersion therapy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> immersion therapy. You get a chance to check out The Possessed on Tubi. Yeah. Uh, so there's 14 different movies called The Possessed on Tubi. <laughs> yeah. Which which was yours not from the United States? 
I don't remember. Um, Did it star somebody else from another horror franchise? I'm, I'm trying to think. Okay. Was there a lot of this going on? Yes. Okay, good. We watched the same yeah. one. We watched the same one then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, it's Australian. And based on a true story. <clears throat> Apparently. At least, you know, at the very end, it's like, oh, wait, what? Yeah, oh, that's a real guy? Are <laughs> you yeah. serious? That's what he does? He just <laughs> goes like this, and then the demons go. And then he goes yeah. and stands in the backyard and makes a fool out of himself. <laughs> right. It's like he's trying to shoe a fly. Well. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> waving his head around. Hey, get out of here. Get out of here. Um, I wasn't a big fan of The Possessed Man. No, It was no. just me. I don't know. It felt... Um, I, for the amount of hot chicks in this movie mm-hmm. and the lack of nudity thereof, wildly disappointing. There was a yeah. lot of hot chicks in this movie. Mm-hmm. Not a booby to be seen. Nope. I don't care for that kind of treatment, buddy. <laughs> right? Feels disrespectful to me. <laughs> Maybe that's what the guy was doing. Take your clothes off. Yeah, yeah, take yeah. it out. <laughs> take the bra and the panties and the bra and the panties. That's right. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it starred John Jarrett, who we all know and love from the Wolf Creeks. Mm-hmm. Um I don't. It it just felt kind of. It felt very sci-fi original. Like if they had thrown an R rating on this and actually done something with some of the possession, might have been okay. Maybe dial back some of that CGI on us Mm because they laid it on pretty thick, dude, and it was not very good CGI. It's it it felt like a uh, sci-fi original. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of those movies that I always bring up that lacks any kind of commitment or soul you know what yeah. i mean sure have have your and i felt like um like they were trying to jumpstart a franchise mm. it's probably not gonna because they have their the at the end the big demon gets away now their little merry band of knuckleheads has got to go track it down yeah they've got their world famous dj who somehow is supernaturally gifted mm-hmm. and she's just gonna walk away from her djing career to help track down this demon. And then the uh, video guy and the cousin and the other random chick that just tags along. All right, well, yeah. I see what you're doing. You're wanting to make some more money off of this. The DJ club scene was kind of cool. It was, sure. Where the thing was like coming out and jumping into other people. Yeah. That it was all right. Remind me of, was that Fallen or that? Yeah, well, yeah. Denzel Washington, yeah, right? Where you touch them and then they yep. get it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It just... Why, why are we so afraid from of, of making rated rated R horror movies? I don't know if they're trying to get it to everybody. Like, hey, this is for all ages. You know, okay, you, you little, you know, young kids that like scary movies. Here you go. But I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. But why? Uh, or they got to pay the person more for nudity. I'll ship it. I'll <laughs> ship it. it sure. Put a fucking GoFundMe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll put in on that. Show me some boobs. Yeah, I'm in. I I don't know, man. It just felt very um, soulless. To yeah, pardon the pun, I guess. But it just, you know, I don't think there was any cussing that I recall. Uh, no nudity. The gore was minimal. The, the minimal. Uh, demon effects were mostly CGI and kind of. A little bit off the cuff. Um, yeah, even the whole putting the demon in the ground. Here, I'm going to go over here and just shake like crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to take a dump in my pants and then we'll call it good. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> Very silly. I say you can skip the possessed from 2021, inmates. Buddy, what do you got for us this week, big dog? All right, this week, let's check out 2022's Husera the Bone Woman. 
Valerie has long dreamed about becoming a mother. After learning that she's pregnant, she expects to feel happy. Yet, something's off. Something is always off when yes. you're pregnant. Right. I've been around <laughs> pregnant women there, buddy. Yeah. And you'll find this gem on Shudder. And you'll find this gem somewhere else. <laughs> there's a pregnant woman. <laughs> right. Especially my wife. She's a real peach when she's pregnant. <laughs> right on, inmates. I think it is now time to educate me. Mm-hmm. Educating Miss Monica. My clues from last week. I am a, was a famous writer, and uh, I've fallen off a little bit, and I'm trying to regain my popularity. But I need need another bestseller is what I need. Uh, This motherfucking writer's block is not helping. I just can't seem to get the... Creative juice is flowing, so I'm going to have my editor lock me in my own apartment. He's going to take care of the food and the the water and everything and, um, you know, give me a call periodically. Turns out I might be claustrophobic, buddy, Mm. and I might be slowly unraveling within my own apartment for the next 30 days. There also might be a psycho clown in here with me, too. I can't say for sure. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Or there also might be a hot chick that likes to come in and take baths. That part would be okay. <laughs> Who might I be, you ask? I am Final Draft from 2009, starring wow. the incomparable James Vanderbeek. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very good movie, but I knew no- nobody would get that one. Um, Who might I be this week, you ask, buddy? Well... Ooh. Uh, I have recently gotten to a bar fight in Los Angeles, and uh, it turns out this fucking asshole, whom I sort of beat up, but he kind of beat me up too, now wants to press charges. I gotta get the fuck out of the country, so I am uh, selling off everything I own, taking what cash I have, and heading to beautiful Italia for Mm -hmm. a, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll just live there, maybe I'll just kind of wander about. Met this really hot chick screaming hot i think i'm in love with this girl and uh she keeps disappearing and she's giving herself weird injections and uh we went to a museum and there was a portrait on the wall i swear to god looked exactly like her who might i be you ask tune in next week and i'll drop some knowledge on you inmates in the meantime i think that's gonna about do it for us me and buddy here in the padded room thank you very much for joining us uh, we do have a Patreon campaign running. If anybody gives a shit, go to support.paddedroompodcast.com. Take you right where you need to be, tell you everything you need to do, and uh, what you're going to get when you support our Patreon. Um, join us next week for Grave Robbers here in Cinco de Mayo month, Spanish month here in the Padded Room. Uh, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found the show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. In the meantime, buddy, you got anything else on the week? No, all good. Well, alrighty then. For Lovecraftian Italian sexy women, mm-hmm. uh, killer clowns that may or may not be in your writer block psyche or your apartment, um, Hellboy sequels or prequels that we didn't know we needed but we're getting anyway. Um, 
and Spanish horror movies, entire blocks that are haunted at the exact same time. Uh, weird paranormal research teams and the Padded Room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye and have a great week. Oh, yeah.